The latest round of political party funding was uh, published by the Independent Electoral Commission yesterday, covering the period from 1st October to 31st December 2023. And uh, newly formed political parties, uh, or parties at least established less than four years ago, we're talking here Rise Mzanzi, Action SA, and Build One South Africa, all doing very, very well. Um, and uh, the DA and the ANC, not so well this last quarter. Political party funding recently. Researcher at My Vote Counts, Robin Pasensi, joins me on the line now. Robin, a very good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Africa, and thank you for having me on the show. Were you surprised by the uh, details contained in the latest report from the IEC pertaining to political party funding? I mean, I think yes and no. So, on the one hand, it is part of the trend that we've seen for the last two years of disclosures um, since it started in April 2021, or rather should I say almost three years now. Um, And that is, number one, you have repeat donors, um, and those repeat donors are donating in rather large amounts. And then we also, and Action SA has been the the mainstay of this really, is that newly registered or newly formed political parties, as you mentioned, are actually slowly beginning to take a larger share of the private funding donations um, that have come out. I think what has been surprising is that um, instead of, as you've mentioned in your introduction as well, instead of seeing the um, larger, more established parties who have traditionally in the past actually been the sort of garnered the larger share like the ANC, like the DA, um, instead the the party that pulled in the largest amount of donations for the period under review was, in fact, the Rise in Zanzi. Um, and even more interesting, obviously, a political party only registered um, in October last year, and they pulled in 16.7 million rand. Um, and then the next largest party being Action SA. Um, so that is a bit surprising that we are seeing two newly formed, nationally unrepresented political parties pulling in those large donations. And then also surprising um, is that we are not seeing more political parties make disclosures when you keep in mind that we are in an election year um, and this period does cover a a critical period, would be the end of last year, where one would assume um, political activities would have ramped up with the view of the elections. Because once again, the economic freedom fighters did not declare a single donation, which either means that they did not receive a donation above 100,000 rand, which I think is still the threshold, or they're just uh, completely ignoring the legal obligation for them to declare in line with this political party funding act. Absolutely. I mean, for for a lot of parties who have not disclosed, the, the first thing we can say is, well, perhaps they, as you rightly mentioned, they did not receive that qualifying donation of 100,000 rand or more. Um, and I think our next feeling usually goes to, well, if you were a large party like the EFF or even just some of the, the other parties who are represented in the National Assembly, um, then perhaps what you were simply doing is ignoring what the PPFA is, is asking. But I think also it is a little bit more nuanced simply because the PPFA does not cover all the ways in which a party could possibly fundraise and get private funding. So it is also entirely possible that political parties who have not disclosed 
are getting money to other routes and simply do not have to declare that because it's not within the scope of the PPFA. So, for example, they could be having fundraising dinners. They could be um, getting in, let's say, rents from properties that they own that would count towards um, private funding. All of these things not included from the other investments, again, not included in the PPFA. So we can also speculate there that lots of money is coming in, but it unfortunately is unaccounted for given the scope of the PPFA. Uh, The African National Congress receiving, I think, two tranches of deposits from Chancellor House. That, I suppose, could be another way of doing it, right? Where you donate towards Chancellor House Trust or whatever it's called, and then it's the trust that then donates to the ANC. Therefore, your name is kept out of the headlines. Absolutely. Um, you really hit the nail on the head. That is one of our concerns with having um, sort of investment houses like um, Chancellor House making donations. It is because I donate to, in this instance, Chancellor House Um we have no way of knowing who that is, where that comes from. And as you say, when you see the donation, you will only see the name of Chancellor House. I mean, that in of itself is also quite interesting. Um, this is our governing party, the party with the largest share of seats in national parliament. Um, arguably the one that's had a lot of financial talk in the last few years. Again, as I say, an election year, and we are only seeing a 10 million donation. Again, lots of questions being raised about the overall financial health with your private funding. Uh, the Oppenheimers coming up uh, consistently as far as list of donors are concerned, donating in various measures to Rise Mzanzi, uh, Rebecca um, investing 15 million rand to that. The Democratic Alliance getting deposits from Jessica Slack-Jal and Mary Slack, who are affiliated with the Oppenheimers, yeah. uh, Build One South Africa, also getting deposits from those two. Interestingly, the amounts that Jessica and Mary give to Bossa are quite... Uh, actually, no, 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 I lie. Um, Mary gave 25 million to the DA, whereas she only gave 5 million rand to Bossa. But the other one benefiting, of course, is Action SA. Absolutely. And this, as I say, is a trend that we are seeing, um, particularly if we mentioned just the Oppenheimer family and the various members that you mentioned making donations, is that they are repeat donors and they are large repeat donors. So if we take Raizam Zanzi, who um, disclosed the largest private funding donations for this quarter at 16.7 million rand, 15 million rand of that coming from Rebecca Oppenheimer. So if you look at that, we're talking that over three quarters of your private funding only coming from one source. If we remove that 15 million, all the party would have received um, is 1.7 million rand. So on the one hand, it seems interesting that we have our other political alternatives, Action SA, Rise and Zanzi, um, Bold One South Africa, being able to pull in this kind of private funding. But on the same hand, it's, it's also concerning because what it shows is that we become heavily dependent on these large donors. And if they were to extract themselves and their money from the political landscape, it means that these parties are going to be in very bad shape. So this heavy reliance on one donor or one family, for example, um, 
is concerning about the future of creating um, a dynamic funding model. Yeah. Um, Is the Act doing what it intended to do, Robin? Because ultimately the reason why certainly um, uh, formations such as My Vote Counts called for this is so that we are informed as to who is uh, investing the money in the various political parties and now independent candidates so that we can have a sense of um, who might be having some influence over what policy is being driven by whichever political parties goes into government. Are we, are we achieving the objectives of this act? I would say yes we are but in a somewhat limited capacity so just the mere fact that you and I can have this conversation means that the act is working um, to some degree in this area of transparency and accountability um, which is why we get to see the disclosures right and as you rightly say for an organization such as my vote counts but others as well the really the impetus for pushing for this kind of legislation is so that we as ordinary citizens, the general public, can look at this and go, you know what, I I don't like that you receive money here. I, you know, I don't feel that I appreciate X, Y, and Z, and we can use this to make an informed political decision. See, in that way, I think it is moving in the right direction. But as I mentioned earlier, the act itself is limited um, in how much or how deeply um, it can entrench these principles of transparency and accountability when you have some weaknesses that exist. Um, and one of that being that we actually don't see full disclosure. It's only if you're making a donation of 100,000 rand or more. Mm-hmm. So as we said, there could be many parties who are receiving um, donations. I mean, 100,000 rand is not a small amount of money. If I'm giving you 90,000, that is actually still substantial. Um, but I'm not seeing that. So that's just one of the ways in which the act is limited and where my vote counts, for example, argues that full disclosure, even if it's a hand that you are receiving, um, more fully expands on our ability to hold our political parties and our independence soon to be um, politically accountable. Exactly. Robin, thank you very much. Robin Pacenzi is the political party funding researcher based at My Vote Counts, uh, reflecting, of course, on uh, the latest uh, report from the IEC as far as political party funding is concerned, covering the period uh, 1st of October to the 31st of December 2023.